Edible Valley Podcast, episode 205. On this episode, we're talking food trends for 2022. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you. From growers, to producers, to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. I hope you're having a great day. This is the Edible Valley podcast, and it is so good to be with you right now. Thank you for joining us. My name is William. I'm the producer. I am Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I am Darren Howlett. Uh, Come on, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) This is your challenge. Uh, Yeah. uh, And I am Darren, unprepared today. (laughs) So unprepared. I actually kind of like this. I like it when we do these every once in a while where we just sort of... Everything you got a proper sweat on though right now. What, what's your position today? My position. Yeah, you got a different know. position each week. I oh I don't know I okay. don't know. Call me um, uh, unprepared. I'm Darren Howlett. <laughs> unprepared. That could be like your your life memoir. Yeah. I like it. Or at least no. At least we we should have decided. a t-shirt. My my memoirs are going to be called Losing It. Right. And it's about me losing relationships, losing businesses. Oh, yeah. Losing weight. Go on, mention the bar. Losing mental health. (laughs) Darren Howlett, losing it. Look for it. (laughs) And it's a picture of you with the shirt, sleeves rolled up, and you're shrugging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there we go. Sounds a little depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. We're going to ask, like, what would your life memoir be? I'm going to put that out to our wonderful listeners. Sure. What would your life memoir name be? I'd really be interested to know what that what that book would be called. <laughs> same, yeah, same here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, brilliant. Wish, wish, wish I'd said no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Why do I always say yes? That's my problem. <laughs> so yeah, so we haven't we haven't done a food trends one for. Well, a couple, it's been a couple of years. I remember you. We, we did a few. Well, this I got to go where this came from. Mm. So the other day, I picked up this this book in my catalog of books of recipe books and menu books. Yeah, and I found this Vancouver Gastomic. Yeah, and it's a menu guide to the finer restaurants in Vancouver, and I believe it is era nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, and, and so it it looks it. It, lo- it looks it's, it's, it's beautiful. I love this book because it's so entertaining to see what people were doing. And there's lots of escargots oh. right. and beef stroganoff. I know you and said everything had scampi on it. There's lots of scampi <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah, cocktail. And then you're like, oh, a lobster is like nine ninety five. So you're like, oh, right, well. lobster dinner with steak and everything. And it's just, it was super interesting. And I went through it the other night and I just had a laugh and just, I really enjoyed it. Right. And then I picked up uh, my uh, magazine that I get of the food trends. Yeah. yeah. Or sorry, uh, what's it called? Hosp- food service. Right. And I was just flipping through it, and I was like, oh, they've got the trends for 2020, the fresh start. Because you know what? Like, right. the last few years have kind of been a bust, right? Like, restaurants have been struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? And I haven't done a survey. I usually do a survey every year about the best food trends and what's right. going on. And anyways, I saw this, and I was like, 
huh, we should talk about some of these things because it's quite interesting. For sure. It's, it's stuff that I've been doing and it's stuff that a lot of restaurants have been doing. And yeah. I'm just kind of interested to see your guys' take on all of that. Sure, so yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't wait. These, these haven't are really, really prepped at all. So I'm eager to sort of hear you unleash them and get a, get a bit of a off-the-cuff idea of what's going on. All right, this okay. is how we're going to do this, all right? So there's mm. five trends for 2022. Um, and you're just going to give me a number, Darren, mm. and uh, and I'll say the trend, and mm. we're off. There's more than ten, five, man. There's is another. There? Oh, gosh, <laughs> is that another. Oh my god. Okay. Well, eight. You're going eight. I'm right. going eight. Uh, he's going you know eight. why? Because right. that's the name of my business. Oh right. Oh. Eight. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Eight catering. <laughs> eight catering. All right. Eight. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, alternative proteins and lab-grown food. Huh. This, this makes me go, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I honestly, I mean, as far as what I've seen or tasted or what have you, I haven't really encountered any of it. I don't know. I know enough about it to support the idea of it, but I've yet to see any of it or any of it used in practice. So I don't know if I'm really qualified to, to say anything other than, Bring it on. I'm, I'm interested. But. Well, it's an interesting technique because we're starting to grow f- proteins in yeah. a laboratory setting. So right. we're getting rid of animal slaughter and looking for new pro- or, you know, new yeah. food experiences for I, us. And I'm, I mean, look at me. I'm not afraid to try anything. <laughs> 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 so I'm curious. I'm, I'm really I'm curious to see what the, what's going to happen there. I'm see what it tastes like, see how it cooks how it performs i'm 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 optimistically open to it but okay so do you know about this john i know a little bit about this yeah so there's a picture here in the magazine and it's a picture of what you just look at and it looks like mincemeat right about right right 80 there's bits of fat there and you just think that's mincemeat but then on here it says soy is the most common ingredient used as an alternative protein product so is this meat that's being grown without the violence of slaughter or is this i think there's a little little bit of both both. i think i think they have to mix it to make it palatable like i think if you just did the straight lab grown tissue i can't imagine that that would be flavorful at all yeah, and it's also yeah creating alternative protein. So there yeah. definitely is the meatless burgers and all that. I would say falls right. under Interesting. that. Interesting. So there's and that's a big thing. Like we're we're yeah. looking at the future of our sustainable food system and mm. yeah, we're and that's we're, what I say. Like I'm I, I'm all for it. Like let's let's figure this out. Um, if this is the route, cool. But I have yet to try it, so I don't yeah. even know. I, I mean, say. we look at the world's populations growing and growing and growing, and yeah. right now we should have had famine. Yeah. years ago but somehow we've managed to discard it discard it so mm-hmm. now it's uh you know and this is part of that process it almost seems too good to be true though i mean the idea of meat i mean if you mm. if you speak to it, almost every vegan i mean no i i shouldn't even say this but yeah. the, but if you took a good amount of vegan people mm. and trace back the reason why they're vegan if you could take out mm-hmm. any creature suffering at all yeah absolutely but you sort of know and that's great that's a yeah. really i really really respect that I yeah. really absolutely do. so do i um so but you sort of know in your heart that vegans aren't going to eat this right and and i wonder why I yeah. wonder why. I think, I think yeah. it's because it's still it's still flesh, you know. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. They may have, uh, a, a vegan person may have made that choice that they didn't want to um, harm any animal, but mm. you know, then then 
like that's just sort of the entryway and then you get into the fact that yeah you're just not going to eat flesh mm. and that's still flesh yeah like, i like i like we started off with a thing that i probably know least about <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're, we're right. going to have to stay with this okay, one well, too let's long. spin the wheel for john spin Pick the wheel Woo. Oh, I I want, you need a number before you I spin. Want to start out number one you're number one right Okay, uh, so number one is... Oh, this is great. You know exactly what you're doing, Mr. John. Microgreens. Whereas Darren said to me the other day, he's like, I think we put microgreens on too many things. I do. I think (laughs) think at uh, work right now, we rely too much on microgreens to garnish. I think that... We could do uh, a variety is the spice of life, and I just this is it. this is a it's whole a episode right battle of the microgreens. I love microgreens, <laughs> so love them. So I, I uh, if I have mentioned it, uh, I work for ninety eight nine Jet FM. Right. Yes, and last week, uh, as part of my job to talk about events and things that are going on, I focused on what you can get in terms of local produce now in early March right. or as then right. late February. And microgreens were one of the very few things that you can have now, that yeah. you can grow now. Yeah. Uh, you've got the potatoes, the cabbage, and all those yeah. really earthy things. But microgreens are available now, which they're is great. Y- they're year-round, yeah. and they're super flavorful. And there's different flavors, yeah. right? Like, And that's the interesting. I think that's where microgreens are going to stand up, is that you can add different flavors to stuff as well as you know there's a yeah. bit of health benefit and stuff like that but right. i like the little yeah. bit of you can add a little bit of spice to something and some crunch and honestly on top of right on top of food it looks beautiful so yeah it does it you know dainty yeah and, and you and can include it into almost any part of a, a, a yeah. food uh, and they hold up to a bit of heat sometimes too which is Right, a bit of an interesting with like, but like even me, I'm just like, just not even just microgreens, but sprouts and yeah, I'm I'm big those. on sprouts, and for especially sure. since we've got very big resource of it in this community. With the, you know, we have like eat more sprouts, which are yeah, they've got I buy their microgreens all the time, as well yeah. as our uh, our good friends. Who you're talking you about? Totally Island of Eden Farms. Island of Eden. There we go. <laughs> Hello, Alan. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. <laughs> Which I oh, want to bring yeah. Alan back on because he's such a great guy. And yeah, he's he really got great. into yeah. the thing. And he was like, it's responsible growing too, right? Like yeah. you can do this. It's hydroponic grown. Right. You know, you can. they can be in sustained areas. You get a lot of produce for a little bit of effort That's right, into right. it. That's so. right. And I think I said that too, actually, when we last talked about um, Eat More. Like so many of my friends have worked there over the years yeah uh that yeah you you get that very small um sort of thumbprint of an area and you grow in stacks and it's constant like days every few days you're just growing a few you know what i mean like you you're harvesting every few days oh so yeah i mean there's there's great there's great um uh, carbon footprint on it, I guess. Perfect. Do you think this is going to keep on growing, like in terms of like restaurants? Is ah. this going to be something that everyone is hearing about this year? I th- I think so. I, well, I, I don't know. If, I think it's going to. You're going to see it on a lot more menus. You're going to see, yeah, like mm. on top of burgers. You're going to see it on top of what? Right. It's it's just a nice product. Yeah, I mean, it's something that really took a foothold here years ago. Like we've all been using microgreens for a long time, but. Uh, yeah, as far as an industry trend, I oh. guess, yeah, it's just becoming more I got available. a great story for you. Sure. So I Shoot. did that Mount Washington, um, what was it, food festival years oh, and yeah, years yeah. ago. And so I ordered all the food through Mount Washington. 
And I think I wrote down like two pounds of microgreens mm-hmm. and it was miscommunicated. And I think they bought 20 pounds <laughs> of microgreens. Oh, and it weighs nothing. Uh, yeah. So it was literally a pallet <laughs> of microgreens. Oh my God. And I used a pound for a hundred people. So oh I, my God. Like it was just a garnish. I used it actually on top of a pasta. I made a, uh, a white wine um, clam sauce oh yeah. on, nice. on fresh linguine. <laughs> and then I just garnished it with a little bit of that, and oh, it was <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> the chef looked remains. at me and he's like, "What am I gonna do?" <laughs> I'm like, "Everything is going on. Everything, yeah." Okay, so uh, are you gonna pick another one? Yeah, yeah. Go on. You're spinning the wheel this time. Oh, ring a ding, ding, ding. There you go. <laughs> uh, number seven to go with my uh, trend of naming my businesses after numbers. Okay, number seven, meal kits. Meal kits. Meal yeah. kits. Oh, this is totally in Darren's plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> is something I was about to, um, this is a, uh, an area I was about to f- jump into before. Well, I, I don't want to give anything away, but we, a big project has come down the pike, and we got to see that through. If, and come if down it's, the pike. Yeah. Pipe. Did I say pike? You said pike. Oh, yeah. my apologies. What kind so of pike? Bringing what kind of pike? <laughs> uh, it was the perch. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> the uh, anyways. Um, yeah. So big thing. Got to see that through. So any expansion for my catering thing is sort of on hold. But that was what I was about to break into next was meal kits. Doing at-home meal kits, uh, some almost fully prepared, some barely even prepared. Uh, you know, just seeing like I mean, I watch a, I watch a bit of YouTube, mm. and uh, it seems like every second or third YouTube video is sponsored by another one of these meal kits programs. Yeah, I mean, we've got the main brand HelloFresh, which yeah. is um, it seems to be absolutely everywhere at the moment. So, right. what what do you think about meal kits? Where's Where's that going to go? I, I, so we're not sponsored by HelloFresh, obviously. But uh, the one thing I dislike about them is the really? like. There's just a lot of not food waste, oh. but like everything is packaged in a couple of layers of plastic, right. and I just don't see that as being a better alternative. I get, I like the idea that it's pre-portioned and full instructions, and everything you need is right there. I think that's brilliant, mm. but um, because a lot of people can get overwhelmed with a recipe and it's yeah. like, oh my God, I need 20 ingredients. I, but if I'm, they're all in front of you. Yeah, you know. no, I, I'm going to counter that as in sure. you're saying it may be less wasteful, actually, even though the packaging comes with mm-hmm. a lot more in there. But I mean, here's the problem when you go into a grocery store and you mm-hmm. go to make some recipe and you're like, you need a head of celery, you need mm-hmm. a head of lettuce, you need, you know, right. You know, you have to buy. You're talking it. about things that don't come in packages right now. Exactly. Well, you don't. You, you're talking about like yeah, raw products. So, sure. but by the time you buy all that stuff, you know, like even to think about making a sandwich, right? Like yeah. you got to buy a full loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so all of a sudden you got twelve pieces of bread. Right. And you're making one sandwich. Right. And so with these programs, they give you two pieces of bread. Yeah. I. I and yeah, so absolutely. you're there's less waste in it. You get a full meal. It's balanced. And then you aren't ha- making 12 other sandwiches, you know, as yeah. you watch TV. And I th- there's less food waste, but I think there's more packaging waste, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree Anyways, with that. That's, but meal kits in general, I think it's brilliant in that I think that it's taking a lot of people that I, – I, I, I know people across the spectrum. I know a lot of people in a lot of economic ranges and a lot of um, backgrounds. Uh, by and large, the majority of people I find um, are reluctant to cook at home. 
I found, uh, and you know, it was sort of a disappointing number. Not everybody, but a disappointing amount. And I think that this helps that. I think this gets people cooking again. It's definitely a thing. I think it will remain a thing. Yeah. Um, it's actually very good in the the health and fitness realm because you essentially order oh, yeah. what you want to order and that's it. That's your food. You can't that makes perfect sense. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And yeah. then it's portioned. I, I was yeah. actually, I'm not having the best time with fitness at the moment. And <laughs> I looked at this as a possible way of limiting the options for being able to get the wrong things. Right. Doubling the portions of food at will. Well, you can't. It's there. It's portioned right. out. But the expense, it is so expensive. Yeah. You are, you are spending a lot um, per pound, for example, more than you would if you just yeah. got it down the superstore. Right. So, yeah. yeah it is, yeah. it is you know, half of, half of one, yeah. s- half dozen of one, six of the other. And a pike of know. the other. Pike of the other. <laughs> <laughs> and here goes the spin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go three. Number three, he says. Oh, I right, Let's go. I love being the host. <laughs> Strange feeling of importance, even though I'm probably the least important. <laughs> uh, social media plating. Wait, wait. I just got to get a, a <laughs> selfie of us here. There we what, go. What, oh, what? So, <laughs> so, divide, let's divide. Going. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> let's, so, Let's uh, so define that. I don't. I, okay. I mean, I, as a food trend, you're going to test my reading here a little bit. Sharing pictures of restaurant food on social media is certainly one trend that isn't that isn't going away. Instagram is among the top factors for 34 percent of Canadians aged 18 to 34 when selecting a new restaurant to try. I wow. can't believe what I've just heard myself say. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even be in a million years right? what I'd consider. Yeah. How is it gonna? How is it gonna look on Instagram? That's your choice. That's what makes you choose where you're going. That's amazing to me. I mean, there's no denying wow. that people are taking pictures of their food, yeah. absolutely, and posting them, absolutely. But as a contributing factor to make the choice of where to go, I that that blows me away. Yeah, yeah, it's gone full circle, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> Just, just getting this right. Hashtag podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> it's got a picture of me. That's, that's not what you ordered. Um, no, you see, if, if I ever get around to taking a picture of my food, it has always got a bite out of it because yeah. that's how greedy I am. Am I allowed to say can, how much I hate it? Really? Yeah. You hate oh, it? Just shoot. Just can I can I say something? And I, okay. I truly don't believe that this is, um, you know, undermining anybody or saying something, whatever. Uh, Sandra, our old boss, your current love her. boss, love yeah, her, absolutely adore. Uh, her and I went for a bite once, and I truthfully, it was the first time I'd ever taken a picture of my food, and she was not having it. Really, <laughs> we were at the Kingfisher having a bite to eat, and she was like, "Are you, are you kidding? Are you kidding me?" That's funny because she's <laughs> always taking pictures. I know, of food and that's why that's social, social media. And I was honestly impressed with what I saw. I'm like, I need to. I want to call. It was. I wanted to copy the rep- or the presentation of the dish. I wasn't posting it anywhere. Yeah. I just like, oh, I need a picture of that because I want to emulate that at home. Wow. But then, uh, yeah, she was not having it. Anyways, that, to this day, I think that was like one of the only times I've taken a picture of when I'm out dining. And yeah. And you know Sandra's a listener, by the way. Oh. She was talking to me the other day and she listens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Love Hi, you, Sandra. Sandy. 
Oh, that woman, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm not hanging amazing. out to dry. I'm just saying that she definitely scared me away from ever posting pictures of food again. It's an, it's an honor to be <laughs> mentioned. Well, I, I got to go back to that friend of yours that you used to, that I didn't believe when you were like, oh, that took the world's worst food photos. Oh, oh you're talking about Gary. Gary, a friend of mine that passed away a few years yeah. ago. But yeah, Gary intentionally would go to a restaurant and take the worst possible picture of food he could <laughs> super like horrible lighting super close up so it just looked <laughs> disgusting and then he would post that and he got a kick out of that this yeah, could that be a hilarious. new segment darren <laughs> speaks ill of the dead <laughs> no, no i adore gary and i didn't, didn't want to like bash <laughs> him because but i was like darren was telling me about these food photos and i'm oh, like they're just and because it, it always bugs me when someone takes a picture from the wrong side of a dish yeah. or like upside down or and you're just like oh like i presented it this way yeah and then you get the shot from the other side and you're like oh and it's it's just sometimes it hurts when someone eats half of it and then takes a picture yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like oh well that's not how i wanted it but <clears throat> i saw his you were like yeah these are bad and i'm like they can't be that bad like no one's that bad and then i saw him i was like wow that is impressive yeah, this is somebody that's gone to great lengths and effort to take the worst possible photo not, nothing is centered nothing <laughs> but we're talking about it yeah, yeah. no who exactly makes the person who exactly. takes the first the, yeah. be, the best food photos yeah Nobody. exactly yeah all right let's all right. go on I'm gonna I'm gonna do one this time. Yes, right sure, on. yeah, let's, let's <laughs> <get you> <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um right, number nine. Oh experimental dining. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What's, this what's is experimental dining? Experimental dining is like taking really we'll say just experimental again. Yeah, I just want to do it. It's, it's <laughs> taking food and putting a twist on it, right? Like stepping out of the comfort zone. So taking something, a traditional dish, and then just doing it. Just doing bizarreness to it. So, like, well, you, you could do something like uh, I saw. I was watching a, a show the other day. It was do a meal three ways, and it was because I was doing about eggs Benedict. Yeah, and they did traditional eggs Benedict, and then yep. they did experimental eggs Benedict. So, experimental Ooh. eggs Benedict was with a little. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, but it was like a little. They made a dessert eggs Benedict. Oh, so that was the experiment on it, Whoa. right? And so they took. Took a nice little foam cake. Yeah. And then they made uh, sabayon. Yeah. And then um, I forget what they did for the bacon now, but then they sous vide an egg yolk. And so the egg yolk was on top of the cake. Oh, interesting. And then with a little bit of the sabayon on the yeah. side. And so it's really, it's taking your normal food and just. So it's, it's sort of one step further than, say, a deconstruction of an item. It's sort of reconstructing it in a totally new way. Yeah, and just, like, just playing with food. Like it's, it's more of about the, it may not, it, it's probably going to be a smaller portion, but it's just, just right. doing it. And it's an experience of, of sampling food and, huh. and experimenting. Yeah, you see, this could be quite interesting because there are a lot of people that are set in their ways. I'm one yeah. of them. Fish and chips, burger. Those are the two <laughs> things I get. Nine, maybe a pot pie if there's one on the menu. Yeah. If, if someone offered something else, I'd say no. But if someone said, do you want a de uh, reimagined fish and chips? Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. you just That's interesting. Interesting. Uh, huh. Yeah. It's the so same okay. components, but it's in going ways. out to dine and experience things in a different way. And just that it, it gives chefs the ability to just be super creative. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not and really yeah, familiar with it. But it's kind of cool. trendy and it's. Oh, that's why we're talking about it. Trendy. Sure. 
Do you want to? Do you want me to guess something, or do you want to slap another one on us? No, I've got, I'm going to add to this one actually. So there yeah. is a part of this that you didn't yet mention. Oh, so it is giving diners an experience beyond what they'd used to. So they're right, actually yeah. doing what they're doing with the food with the dining. They're just looking at right. So at the moment, a restaurant is you get seated, you sit right. down, you order the food off the menu. Like oh, so yeah, many yeah, things yeah. you can change there. I went to uh, a restaurant in. Uh, Toronto, mm. but we're going to say Toronto properly. Trana. 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 Uh, we were in a, a, a restaurant in Toronto and they gave, they they they, were, they had amazing shots. That was their thing. I, I mm-hmm. You probably heard of, there's one in Vancouver as well, I think. Amazing shots, but it's cheaper if you roll the dice and go with whatever the number lands on. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And it's more expensive if you want to pick from the menu. So we all rolled the dice and we ended up with the most amazing array of, of different shots. And it's just so much more fun. Interesting. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, and then I was, I was thinking about it and I didn't say it, but was the, you know, the dining where they, it's all in the dark. Oh, yeah. They blindfold you. Totally right. in the dark. And yeah. so it's just uh, the sense of. So, yeah, removing the sense of, uh, or removing sight. So you're just on taste and scent and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like your other. Ex- yeah. So having that, ex- love that. that experiment. That's the the future of it, right? So. <laughs> it's a scam call. We're going to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I know we're getting close on time, so we got to Yes, right, Darren. Along. Sure. Should we go back to who has rolled the dice least? Right, Darren. Ding 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 ding. 5. 5. Did we do 5 already? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I'm worried we have to start repeating. Yeah. No, it's a really good one. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, upcycled ingredients. What is upcycled ingredients? I had to read this. This is talking about taking those. Inc- you know when you go to the grocery store, sure, and all the beautiful produce and. I think, yeah, I know where you're going with this. I think I talked about this on an episode maybe last year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm big on taking the ones that are about to spoil, about right. to go, and and figuring out. It's like that minute type, right? Where you're like. Mm, this has got 12 hours left <laughs> before it's still a usable product. Let's test myself, see if I can get, take this fantastic deal and turn it into yeah. amazing food. And it's also the thing of taking that, you know, not grade A carrot yeah. and making it into yeah. making something beautiful out of There's it. There's also some part of me, and I think it's probably the same as people feel with like certain, you know, when they go to the pet shop or whatever and you just want to save everything. I look at those veggies and I'm like, that's going in a dumpster if yeah. I don't do something with yeah. it. And you know so. what? In the restaurant world, that's going to save you because you're yeah. paying premium for carrots that you're just going to grind up and puree and make into right. a soup, right? right. So exactly, yeah. to take those things that are a little bit rougher looking that yeah. aren't going to be the grade A at the grocery store right. and it's environmentally friendly yeah. or and like when food waste reduction. You get, like you get a big thing of mushrooms for like 30, 50% off. Uh, I was going to make that into a mushroom soup anyways. Those were getting chopped and cooked and whatever today anyways. So like, why do they need to be the pretty ones? They don't. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I buy a lot of things at work that are second grade stuff. Yeah. For the process that I'm using them for. Like yeah, those. absolutely. Okay. Well, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that it had a name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <There> <laughs> we go. Uh, I think that's that's awesome. Do yeah. you want to oh. do you want to just quickly touch on the ones? Just throw us the names yeah, of the ones that we didn't hit yet. What did, what did we miss? Meatless menus. Meatless menu. That is the trend. That's everywhere. That's, like, that's yeah. almost 2021. Fast yeah. foods I, I, are. Yeah. And yeah. so it's. Were you doing like a veggie patty or yeah. a veggie nugget or a veggie whatever? Okay. 
So yeah, that's so, definitely yeah. not. That's yeah. it's a still a trend. People are still into it, and they're sure. still figuring it out. <laughs> I gotta say, talking YouTube, watch binging with Babish the other day. Sorry, I'm not promoting another show, but whatever. He's got 10 million viewers. So you gotta whatever. do it. It's worth but it. But did you see him? He made a veggie burger, and he was trying it from scratch, like he was just inventing one. Right. Um, but it didn't hold so he took a bite and it just squished oh. out. like it just oozed and this was the patty he's oh. like yeah i gotta rework this one no. <laughs> <Fail>. <laughs> anyways, um okay yeah. so number four immune boosting ingredients oh yeah well doesn't that kind of go with our microgreens or where we're going with that like, yeah i think so and i think it goes that's like smoothies <laughs> oh, yeah. you know all the yeah, stuff yeah. you throw into there yeah, the things that foods. are and you know what like let's think about it right we're at a time when we have to yeah, worry I mean, about really our health, you know? Yeah, that's like, on everybody's mind right now, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, how do I get all the vitamins? How do I get yeah. all the... How do I boost my immunity? Yeah. So you've got things, though, like daikon, which we, we know, but uh, taro root, yeah. lotus yeah. root, burdock root. You just named, like, half the things in my fridge right now, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I always and have daikon and burdock. And I they're all, yeah, like in uh, Asian, yeah. Asian medicine. They're I remember all the first time I had burdock. I didn't know it was literally just a root of wood and I went to <laughs> chew in it because it kind of looks like a bit of like carrot as yeah, far yeah. as like the internal structure of it. And I just went to chew on it and it's literally like chewing on a stick. I was like, oh, I didn't know I had to process this. I thought I could just go ahead and no, nope. there's there's work. You have to process yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I remember a local farmer bringing me burdock and he was like. He's like, would you use this? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely try it. And then yeah. he came back to me later. He's like, do you know how much work this is? Because <laughs> it yeah. grows deep in the ground, so you have to dig it up yeah, and yeah. clean it. And oh, it was nice, yeah. but yeah. Interesting. Uh, number six, reinventing comfort food and classic flavors. Oh, there you go. The book right in front of you there, John. I've been there flipping through. So beef stroganoff. <laughs> Scampy, Scampies, and... Uh, escargot. Escargot. Yeah, that was... But yeah, easy. reinventing... I mean... That's sort of what everybody does all the time. Like it happens every few years. You'd sort of look back at old things and you're like, this doesn't hold up to the test of time. What would I need to do to it to bring it up to the, to the today? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and yeah. taking a twist on it. Like you yeah. don't have to do fish and chips the traditional way. Like we can yeah. play with it. It might like, yeah, you do have to do fish and chips the traditional She's way. Glaring at you. Yeah, I know. If we, want to talk, <laughs> if we want to talk about other friends of mine than the pictures they post, I have a friend, Debush. I don't know if he's listening, but uh, probably not. But he's the one that posts all those things from the 50s. Right. All the jello salads and jello foods and yeah. jello dinners. And like, I don't think there's any way to bring those up to modern. Like, some of them are like uh, two packs of jello, a thing of mayonnaise, some pineapple, and a can of corn. And you're like, that's dinner? Like, how, <laughs> how do you make that happen? But. There's no way to really take a lo everything from the past, but I think some of these things, especially what you're looking through there, mm, I'm might. sure that you could put a little spin and make it well, contemporary. And, and you say it's retro. I think it might get away with saying it's a retro dinner. Right. Yeah. That's the only way I can think of bringing that. But I think, I think that's fun, right? To be able to bring back those. Like, yeah. What was yeah. the one I said to someone? I was like, what do I do with halibut? And I said, put pistachios on it. Yeah. And they're like, that's so 1980s. And I was like, well, I was just reading this book from the 70s. So <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, first thing that came to I'm my thinking head. thinking forward. <laughs> but then I was thinking, I'm like, no, I really oh, like yeah. pistachios on my, yeah, you yeah. Know, like I love pistachios. So uh, that's, yeah, it was interesting to me. Okay. And finally, and this <clears throat> seems, I don't agree with this one. I think it's actually quite old now. Okay. Sourcing local. Yeah, that's old. 
Yeah, I mean that's like hello. Twenty fourteen, two thousand. Well, well, let me as a trend. Yeah. As a trend, I think it's a, it's a trend that hasn't gone away, and I think it's even becoming more more visible now because food prices are out of yeah. control. And it's weird for me because for the last 12, 15 years, the only restaurants I've worked in have all done that as like that's just expected. Like that's not even a, a thing that they hang their hat on. That's just like, of course, we're that's not the hook. That's of course, we're just doing all sourcing local, yes. you know, like. But this is an, a nationwide I guess. Uh, magazine. So the fact is, is that it's going across and there's a lot of food deserts around. And so that's right. part of the issue there. Yeah. So. So I wonder if they mean more like, um, you know, some of the chain restaurants sort well, of I, skewing I more towards. That's definitely. I mean, this magazine goes out to a lot of those places, a lot of chain restaurants, and and the reality is, is in the industry now, it's like the products we used to get, no problem, and without a second thought, are becoming difficult to get, and so yeah. we're losing that. And so, hey, connect to your stuff that's as close as possible, and that's how you're gonna you're gonna have that guarantee, right? So yeah. Wow, that was interesting. Okay, well, that was fun. Yeah, Thanks. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Uh, what was your favorite? Mm. Oh, I like the local stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's only because that was the most. That was the last <laughs> one. We, did. we didn't even pick that one. No, I. Uh, <laughs> that was an also ran. <laughs> um, I liked experimental dining. I yeah, really I did. That. Yeah. I was trying to think which the one, uh, the one I was, th- we're just talking about it. God, I have to look at it. No, no microgreens, because uh, I feel like I've been doing it for so long. Yeah, you've long. been doing that for Oh, actually, time. you know what? It is, I'm interested in recreating old dishes. That, that's your thing right now. That is yeah, my cool. thing right now. And I think cool. I'm just like, hmm, let's cool. try that. Yeah, that would be interesting. Now, if you want to be part of the conversation, it would be great to hear from you. Are there any food trends that you've spotted that we've missed out? If you can think of any, send us a message. We'd love to give you a shout out in next week's podcast. Well, that's what I say most of when this stuff hits a magazine, it's no longer a trend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be 206. Yeah. Wow. 206. Oh, I should be paying attention. So I was picking another Facebook (laughs) page. So thank you so much. Have a great week and we will catch you next week. My name is William. I'm the producer. I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And I'm Darren Howlett, sitting pretty. (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> uh, Darren, I'll just do it again. Darren, how are you? How do you feel today? Fantastic. You feel remarkably... Okay, yeah, no, I said I felt remarkably... But I said I'm you must begged. feel invincible. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm begged. All right. I'm a bit terrified. No, good, good man. It's a bit like, um, uh, what's his face, Michael Scott on The Office. UN. And this has been an Edible Valley production. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Ready again?